0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 8th, 2018. My name is Philip rossman I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy Friday to you. What could be, what could very well be, the last day of the NBA season I'll have more thoughts on that on Monday because if it's not gonna be I guess game game five would be Monday I don't think it's Sunday this year they, they messed up the final schedule uh, but in, in any case game four of the NBA Finals tonight at nine o'clock could be the last day and the next time I talk to you everyone could be O and O again and guess what that means there's still a chance for the magic to win the championship. In 2019, uh, but uh, we'll we'll get to that day. I always have some thoughts when when the when the NBA season ends, and I'll, I'll be sure to share those with you as I recap the finals games on Monday. But to, but if you want to get up to, up to date with the finals, I would highly suggest you go check out the great podcast Locked On Cavs and Locked On Warriors. They do a great job covering their teams as well as Locked On NBA covering it from the national perspective with other Locked On hosts. Be sure to check those podcasts out. You can subscribe to them on iTunes to get you ready for Game 4, to recap Game 3, to uh, figure out you know, what Kevin Durant said to Kendrick Perkins, what Kendrick Perkins keeps saying to Kevin Durant, and all the fun intrigue of the NBA Finals. That's Locked On Cavs, Locked On Warriors, and Locked On NBA, your go-to sources with the local experts, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plenty to get to there. Just search on iTunes. Today though, it's a very special day on Locked On Magic, not just because um, not not just because it is a Friday, not just because it is the last possibly the last day of the NBA season. Today's a special day because it is Trey Day. That's right. The Orlando Magic had. Trey Young at the practice facility on Thursday brought him in for a uh, for a sit down dinner interview on Wednesday night, just like a job interview. If, if you've ever been on, uh, if, if you've ever been on a job interview to a big corporation, uh, I've had the fortune the fortune to do that once or twice. They usually bring you in the night before. They wine and dine you. They they get to know you over some dinner. Uh, and, then, uh, and then they put you to work and, and see, see what you can do and, and, and get the formal interviews done the next day and what's usually a, a little bit of a whirlwind as you're frantically going through your notes trying to uh, look at, look at uh, your prep for, for who you're interviewing with. Um, it, it's not fun to interview with, the, interview with those. But I'm sure Trey Young had a lot of fun going through his paces in this individual workout on Thursday. Uh, I was unfortunately not able to make it to, to it. Uh, the one guy that I actually wanted to see and wanted to talk to, I wasn't able to get to. Um, but the full uh, interview is up on orlinamagdaily dot com, thanks to uh, one of the reporters that was there, um posted it on YouTube. And, and I you know I think the impressions of Trey Young um, as a person are are still the same. Um, you know, I think that this is a kid. Uh, if you've read if you've read anything about him uh, from, from I, I know the Norman Transcript or either the Norman Transcript or the Oklahoman I think it was the Norman Transcript did a huge story on him in the middle of the season about about his his upbringing in Norman Oklahoma uh, and about how he's really prepared and and it's it, he seems like a really hardworking kid a guy who is uh, you know humble enough I would say um, I think that he definitely has confidence about him but he's not cocky confident. Um, he's very comfortable in his own skin, it seems, and, and, very, very, uh, very, uh, and knows and, and, and humble enough to know that he still has a lot to get better. In fact, um, plenty of the media asked him about some of those doubts that, that people have, and we'll go into him a little bit here, cause I'll talk more specifically about him as a prospect, uh, on this episode. Um, some of the media there did ask him about that. And he, he was not someone who shied away from it. Someone asked him about his defense, about how he can, how, you know, what people are saying about his defense and his defensive ability and whether that could hold him back, now that he's trying to make the NBA, now that he's trying, now now that he's getting this opportunity. He said, "You know, people have a right. You know, he, he pretty much said people have a right to say that people, you know, can look at how, what I did defensively and it wasn't good. Uh, people, you know, teams attacked me and and I've got to get better on that end. And it's honestly refreshing to hear a player not shy away from it. He, I, I think he recognizes that he could improve defensively, that he could get better, that there is a flaw in his game there that needs to be tweaked and worked on. Whether he can actually do it is another question, but." Um, I think it's refreshing to hear a player be honest about himself and, and still be confident. I think, I, think that, I think when I heard that answer, um, it, it, it felt very much like him saying, Yeah, I know I wasn't good last year, and I think I can get better. I know I can get better, more importantly. Obviously, when it comes to Trey Young, everyone talks about the shooting and the scoring. He led the nation in scoring with 27 points per game, led the nation in assists with 8.2, I think it was at least eight assists per game. This is a guy that just generates offense. Um, it, I, I've I've described him to everyone that, that that's asked me about him about what is it about this game this kid's game that makes him special. I would say that he is the first player to come through the NBA that you can clearly see Stephen Curry's influence. You can clearly see that he grew up watching this style of play or or, or, or this player specifically through through his time in Davidson to the Golden State Warriors. And maybe not modeled his game after but was embold—I mean, in a way emboldened by what Stephen Curry did. You don't see guys taking 30-foot three-pointers, if they're not already confident, but you don't see guys taking 30-foot three-pointers and thinking they're good shots until Stephen Curry did it. And only a select few guys could do it. Trey Young at Oklahoma was one of those select few guys. And I think that's what makes him so interesting as a prospect. Let's face it here. and I mean, let's face it here. The Magic have not had a scoring guard in more than a decade. Not just more than a decade, in seemingly 15 years. In fact, on basketball reference, if you go into the play index and you search for 20 point per game scores for the Orlando Magic and ask specifically for guards, the Magic have not had a guard score more than 20 points per game since Steve Francis in 2005. That's 13 years. In fact, this is another interesting tidbit. The Magic have not had any have only had really two guards average more than 20 points per game in any single season. It's happened four times in Magic history. Steve Francis is one. Anthony Hardaway is the other three. You can maybe argue to me that Teresa McGrady was actually a shooting guard. If you want to, then that makes three players. Three players in 30 years from guard, from the guard position. When you watch the direction the NBA is going, when you watch how important it is to have a point guard who is a scoring threat, that is a playmaker, that can shoot the three pointer off the ball, can uh, dish, can dish it, can, can really do it all. It's hard not to. It, it's easy to talk yourself into Trey Young, and certainly. I think I have in a lot of ways. Uh, every mock draft I come up with, if Trey Young's on the board, I end up taking him, and, and that's, that's, the, that's the honest truth. And, and I, I, I will get into Trey Young's flaws here in a minute, but Young is, is a potential game-changing player on the offensive end. And it's hard not to be sucked into his orbit, whether you're a fan watching him play because it's mesmerizing watching him get shots off and, and go through these scoring binges. And he went through scoring binges at the college level in an in NBA style too, not, not in a college style. It's, it's mesmerizing to watch someone go on those kinds of binges, and it's frankly something the Magic haven't had because it's not just mesmerizing for fans, it's mesmerizing for the defense. I remember watching games with Trey Young where you could just see every defensive player following him along and and having some attention on him and defenses just being warped by just, just his penetration, just by his presence. I'm not saying that's going to happen immediately in the NBA. He's got to earn that respect. But it's certainly possible. And of course, you're projecting out into the future. And and like I said, Young seems like a really good kid. He seems like a guy that is going to put the work in, that is serious about being a high-level player in the NBA, that is serious about taking that next step. He's already... Done it in some ways, you know, with through weight training after the season ends. He says he's put on at least ten to twelve pounds of muscle. It's fluctuated a little bit with with his ability to get into a gym uh, and actually work out um, and do the kind of weight training that he needs to do. He's been traveling a lot. Um, you know, li- he's lived the life. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. He's he's gotten around to um, some fun places, but um, he he is he seems like he's 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 that he's that guy and 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 I you know. I'm I am more convinced than others for sure. Because there is there are worry spots. Because if, if Trey Young doesn't hit, then there are problems. Look, he's not the next Stephen Curry. But if you could be Damian Lillard, if you could be Kemba Walker, that's pretty good too. I can live with that. That's 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 something you can build around offensively. That's something that you can build Uh, at least some attention and some offensive identity around. And and yeah, you'd have to fill in the gaps defensively because this defense is a problem. Um, He was not a good defender at Oklahoma. Maybe some of that was because he had such a heavy usage rate on offense at Oklahoma, uh, more than 32% usage rate. More than what Russell Westbrook did when he averaged a triple-double. Young is not the most athletic player, although he's shown some surprising athleticism with with that dunk that he posted on Instagram. Um, But he struggles a little bit to finish around the rim. And that's got to improve as he gets into the league because he can't just be a shooter. So what makes Steph Curry, what makes Stephen Curry great, is his ability to get to the basket and finish. In addition to his three point shot, so you got to worry about both the drive and the three pointer. And so that's important in Trey Young's development. And yeah, the defense is a problem. His size isn't great. Not not particularly long. Doesn't project as a good defender at all. You, and really, maybe you just need him to be passable or have players behind him who can cover for him. Like an Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac or whoever the magic might bring in. But the one thing that always gets me about Trey Young, the one thing that 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 always impressed me about Trey Young, more than the shooting, more than the scoring, is his passing. I'm a Northwestern fan. I I, I say that like I'm an Alcoholics Anonymous because I kind of sometimes feels like I have to. And the first time I watched Trey Young play was against Northwestern this year. And he trounced them. Scored, I think, thirty-five points. It was it was a blowout. It was it was just it was not a good year for the Wildcats, and that was a particularly bad game. But when I was watching Trey Young play, what what really impressed me more than anything else was not any flashy pass that he made. It was the simple ball reversal pass. It was a simple. Scotty Lindsey or Vic Law at the time closing out on Trey Young and him snapping a pass to the next man. That pass, in that, that, that game at least, always landed right in the shooter's pocket. Right where the guy needed to get his shot up the quickest. To score the quickest. And I think that's really underrated. It's not that he did the difficult passes... Easy. It's that he made the easy passes perfect. I mean, just just think about that notion for a little bit. That he was able to make those simple passes good. And I, I could give you, a, I'm giving you a really hard sell on Trey Young because I, while I'm not a stand, while I'm not someone who will you know throw his computer up in the air and say what is this team doing if they don't draft him, I think there are plenty of reasons not to draft him. Trey Young is guilty of one of my cardinal sins, a basketball player, something that drove me nuts about Victor Oladipo and trust me nuts about a lot of NBA players. Trey Young doesn't go left. And I, I promise you, once you pinpoint that, once you see him trying to go left and how hard he tries not to go left, you will never unsee it. Trust me. Trust me. I I, I, I saw it one game. I was like, he's really not dribbling with his left hand. He's really not taking that open lane to the left. He's trying very hard to get back to his right hand. That's a problem from a point guard. You need a point guard that can use both hands and attack from both sides and he's young, he can develop it. It's, it's not it's not a lost cause, but um, and I don't think it's necessarily a reason not to draft him. I think the defense thing is more concerning. Um, if you don't believe that Trey Young can be a great scorer in the NBA, then you shouldn't draft him. that the gamble you are making essentially with Trey Young, is that he will be a starting caliber, probably first or second option in the NBA. If you do not believe that, do not draft him. If Jeff Wellman and John Hammond do not believe that, they should not draft him, and that's a decision everyone should support. Whether he becomes that or not, then they'll get judged on that later. But I think we don't talk about Young's passing enough. I think we we get we get very sucked in by the scoring numbers and the shooting and, and, and all of the hoopla around him. And there's plenty of hoopla. Fans have been begging the magic to take him. I had fans telling me, why do you want this team to win? They're gonna lose out on Trey Young. And I'd be like, well, actually if they end up at four or five, probably six, two, they'll get Trey they'll they'll have a chance at Trey Young. I, I, I did not think he was ever gonna climb into that top three or three or four picks. I mean, who knows? Maybe Atlanta really is interested in him at three. I kind of think that's a smokescreen. I kind of think that Atlanta's trying to trade down maybe to get him, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that Trey Young is really, really good. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to say that the Magic should 100% pick him, but in every mock draft I've take, I've done, I, I wholly endorse him as the pick. Um, and, and I think that he would be exactly what the Magic need because they need a point guard. They need shooting. They need scoring. They need playmaking. They need something that will give them some attention. You get Trey Young on your roster, you're guaranteed at least one TNT game and probably two ESPN games. Magic haven't been on TNT since Dwight left. Magic have had spot ESPN games over the last six years. You could probably count them all on one hand. So the LeBron game. There's the game that LeBron scored sixty some odd points during the wins during the Heat's win streak. There was the game, that random Tuesday game against the Mavericks. I think that's it. Two, maybe there's probably one more I'm forgetting. You do become relevant if you draft Trey Young. That's not a reason to draft him, mind you, but that's the kind of expectation and potential that this kid has. And so the Magic got him in the building on Thursday, put him through his paces, talked to him on Wednesday night, probably talked to him again on Thursday finished their intel, gathered more intel. Supposedly, they also went down to Oklahoma to talk to his coaches. And now they'll make that decision on draft night. And believe believe me, whether you are pro-Trey Young or anti-Trey Young, he is in the conversation. And so the question is now whether he can live up to that hype.
0: Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus,
1: and so, what is hype? Why is it? Why is Trey Young such a lightning rod? Why is he a guy that, you know, I, I got when I tweeted out officially because because I've I've known Trey Young was coming to town since uh, Monday. Um, it, it it was no surprise to me that he was here. I was just not I was just not allowed to say, um. Why did the announcement that he was in town you know, elicit reactions running the gamut? I had people say, make sure they draft this kid. I had people say, do not draft Trey Young. And I, I jokingly tweeted out from Addo Magic Daily, NBA draft Twitter in two tweets. And it was literally those two tweets. So why does this hype matter? What, what does this all mean? I mean... ESPN put its machinery behind Trey Young in Oklahoma this year. They went all in on his scoring outbursts and made him the college Steph Curry. And again, like I said, I fully believe this. I don't think Trey Young is like Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry was a much better college prospect. He was also a junior, but he was a much better college prospect. Although Trey Young I think is more solidly built strength-wise, but Steph Curry was a better finisher, you know, just Stephen Curry was a better player. But I truly believe that Trey Young is the first player of the quote unquote Stephen Curry generation. Where, you know, Grant Hill modeled his game after Magic Johnson, who was the player that he watched growing up, probably. LeBron James modeled his game maybe a little bit more after Michael Jordan, um, although LeBron's a superhuman freak who uh, probably has no compare. Um, Kevin Durant, you know, he probably modeled his game a lot after Jordan, after James, those kinds of players. Trey Young is really the first player to look like, feel like, and kind of fall into this moniker of the next Stephen Curry. That, that's that's kind of how he was marketed, right? That's how ESPN pushed him throughout the whole season with Trey Young updates, just putting up his scoring numbers. And then just like Steph Curry, everyone fell in love with the three-point shot but probably didn't really actually watch what made him so good. They probably didn't actually get a good idea of what really makes Trey Young a good player. And like I said, it's not so much the shooting. It's the threat of his shot, for sure. It's his ability to get to the foul line, but it's his passing ability. Something that Steph Curry also does really, really well, or, or I think underratedly does well. Trey Young at the at the draft combine, I think, was really interesting and said it best. You know, he lo- he appreciated being compared to Stephen Curry and being compared to a great player. And 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 and, you know, that, that people liken him to to such such a great player. And and you know, it seems like he's willing to take on those expectations. But he said, you know, really. I model my game after Steve Nash, another all-time great. So this, this, kid, this kid shoots a shot. <laughs> but Steve Nash is a wholly different player than Stephen Curry. I mean, Mike D'Antoni has said, you know, now that I think about it, maybe I held Steve Nash back too much with the way the NBA's played now. now. Like, I mean, the way that those Suns teams played was so revolutionary and so different than any other team. And the control that Tony gave to Steve Nash to run that offense... But it it seems like now everyone's kind of taken that that and run run with it. And and probably no one's run that offense better than Steve Nash. So another lofty comparison. But Young, to me, isn't all of that. I think that he is a guy who obviously has a a very strong skill set. And putting a Hall of Famer and MVP expectations on him is unfair to him. Like I said, he's he's probably going to fall in the Damian Lillard to Kem- Kemba Walker range. A, a consistent All Star, solid player will make your team better. Will help your team win because again, having true difference makers like him matters at the end of the day, or potentially like him. But Trey Young isn't trying to be the next anybody. He's trying to be the best Trey Young. We, we're all putting these storylines on him and these expectations on him. And so when you really strip down what Trey Young did at Oklahoma, you see a guy who carried a team on his back to the NCAA tournament. You saw a guy who was facing constant double and triple teams all throughout the season. I think there's a stat that in the last half of the Big 12 season, he faced double or triple teams on more than half of his possessions. He had a usage rate at around 37%. Again, Russell Westbrook, when he averaged a triple-double, was at 32. Trey Young had the ball in his hands a lot. And yeah, he averaged a a nation leading five turnovers per game. Those turnovers have to come down, and I think they will with usage and with experience. It's also hard to remember sometimes that he is coming off his freshman year. He has a long, long way to go. And like I said, his passing is at an elite level. He does the simple passes perfectly and that's going to help Aaron Gordon shoot a better percentage. That's going to help Evan Fournier shoot a better percentage. That's going to help uh Jonathan Isaac shoot a better percentage. Just getting the pass right exactly where you want it. And more importantly, his gravity will make the team make any team that drafts him better. So long as he can make those shots. If he cannot make NBA 3s, which there's no reason to think he can't, then yeah, that That gamble is not going to pay off because if he can't do that, there isn't so much, there isn't as much value in him. But I'm willing to bet that, you know, he may not be a super duper star. But I'm willing to bet that, yeah, he'll have a few seasons where he averages 20 points per game. Yeah, he's going to change. He's going to make teams defend him at the three point line, hard. He's going to get into the paint and cause a defense to collapse around him because he can get his shot off so quickly. I'm willing to bet on that. Now, is he going to be Stephen Curry? No. Is he going to be Steve Nash? No. And so the hype machine is built up just a little too much. But he's also a pretty hard worker, pretty hard worker, and also pretty good player. And I think that while there are reasons to doubt him and be concerned, the length, the poor defense, yeah, even the turnovers. And like I said, him going left is not pretty. There's also plenty of reason to believe that he can be a true game changer as well. And of course, it's weighing those two distinct possibilities that matters most. available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic, and we'll check us out online at lockedonmagic.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Magic and like us on Facebook at Lockdown Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our latest draft profile on Wendell Carter Jr. I know that's going to get people angry. We'll talk about him on probably Monday or Tuesday. But for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. Today could be the last day of the NBA season, so have fun watching basketball one last time. The WNBA is still going on. You can watch that too. Uh, You should. Uh, My Minnesota Lynx are struggling, but you can definitely watch them as well. Check out the WNBA. Check out the WNBA. It's good basketball. Um, uh, So last basketball, though, in the NBA until Summer League in July. So let's enjoy it while we can. Hopefully Cleveland extends the series so we get one more beautiful game to watch. We'll have a complete recap of that and maybe the whole season and series coming up on Monday's episode. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic has been brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's BlueChew, B L U E Chew.com. Check out their product and get a free sample by using the promo code NBA. A hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.